Welcome into another episode of the Dude and Bird Show. I'm the Dude. Bird's not flying around in the studio. He's out in Haverhill right now helping his buddy move. But he is going to check in later on in the show. And this episode is going to be an abbreviated one just because I'm flying solo and I don't want to just hang out in here by myself without Bird. You know what I'm saying? But he will be joining us. So hold on. He'll be here. Don't you worry. He's going to call us up on the, uh, the phone line here. Once we get that up and running. How's that looking, Franklin? You working on that? Yeah, he's all over that. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude and Bird Show. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends to subscribe and rate us and review us and all that other happy horse crap on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. You already know the deal by now. So coming up today on the starting five, it's going to be an abbreviated one, as I previously just said. Duh, hello. Instead of five, we're going to roll three. We're going to tend to the garden. I got to keep the Slam and Slew Banger of the Week award going. What kind of episode of the Dude and Bird Show will it be without that? So I'm going to do that on my own. And then uh, Bird will join us for the Patriots Pat Down. So first things first here. The Bruins. Woo, baby. I'm telling you, they're making the playoffs. I don't know how many more times I got to tell you. They're going to make it. I just announced it an episode ago. So it's not like I've been telling you that for a while. But they've been playing like they're going to the playoffs for a while now. Over their last 10 games, they're 7-3. And in the last week, they're 3-2. And And they still have one more against Montreal. That's a game I've been bitching and moaning about. That's Saturday night that they're playing. We're recording on a Friday. Obviously, we're going to keep that streak going as long as we can. But over the last five games, right, they had a tough OT loss against Pittsburgh. That was a heartbreaker. Great shootout win against Montreal. That was tremendous. That Monday overtime loss against the Stars, that game was brutal. Out of all of them, that's the one that stuck out the most and probably pissed me off the most. Because you're down 2-0 in the second period, and you're not fighting. There's no fights. No one's beefing. You're not trying to get the energy level up. You're not trying to get some momentum, get the building engaged, because it was dead quiet. I was there. It was silent. And then there another thing that stood out. It was before a faceoff down in uh, the Bruins' own zone. Sagan's chatting it up with Chara before the faceoff. I don't know what they're talking about. You can see little uh, crap-eating grins on their face. Next thing you know, Stars win the faceoff. They score a goal. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Really? But somehow the Bruins would be able, were able to grind it out and get back in the game late in the third period. They tied things up. And leave it to Tyler Sagan to score the game winner in overtime. I'm like, really? Out of any any Dallas star, it's got to be Sagan. Way to rub it in our face, dude. Thank you very much for that. We knocked Montreal off again. What's up with Claude Julian? Does he suck or what? Because the Canadians are brutal. They've gone from being one of the top contenders to being probably one of the worst teams in the league. Maybe not the worst. That's a little harsh. But they're definitely in the the middle to bottom echelon of the NHL right now. And a lot of that is to, I'd blame Claude Julian. Because just look at the Bruins, for example. Coaching change. They're playing unbelievable. They're right there with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Atop of the conference. And then you look at Montreal. They're falling off hard. Real hard. And... A lot of that's on the coach. Granted, their their roster is not what it could be. They can make some moves, better that team. But still, 
Come on now. And then the Bruins blew out the Islanders. The Islanders blow too. They're one of those teams you're like, eh, I don't know, man. Smoke them 5-2. to two. They're just scoring goals left and right here. Just in the last five games, they the Bruins scored 5, 4, 2, 4, 5. What? They're just putting the puck away. What more What more could we we ask for? Tukarask is playing well. Patrice Bergeron, this guy, he's incredible. In his last 15 games, he's racked up 18 points with a team-high 12 goals. And he had a pair of hat tricks, too, in the same stretch. Are you kidding me? He, He's probably the best player on the Bruins. You might want to argue that if you're going to say it's Parsonark. Okay, I get it. Maybe Chips Ahoy, McAvoy, but nah. Pasta or Bergeron? I'm Team Bergeron. We're just going to leave it at that and put it that way. Because he is. He's the best player on the team. And he's playing like he is, too. He could single-handedly help push us to the playoffs. But it's a team effort. And as long as Tuka Rask keeps playing well, we're going to have a damn good chance to at least make a decent run through the playoffs. Time will tell with that one. It's a wait-and-see kind of deal. Oh, yeah, and another thing about uh, Patrice Bergeron. So, according to the Bruins, with their uh, stat of the week, Bergeron netted his second hat-trick of the season on Thursday against the Islanders, and he's the first Bruin to score two hat-tricks in a season since Bill Guerin in the 2001-2002 season. Unbelievable. The kid's playing fantastic. There's nothing more I, I, I want or see out of Patrice Bergeron. That's it. It's plain and simple. And uh, we'll move on to the Celtics now because uh, Bird, Bird's going to be calling in shortly. Franklin's going to be potting him up, so we got to keep the show moving. The Celtics have lost two in a row since returning from London. So is that London trip screwing with them right now? Are they playing like crap because of that? Granted, uh, the game last night against the 76ers, they were without Kyrie Irving. And uh, I went, uh, I wrote this up on uh, 985thesportshub.com. You can check it out on there. Over the last three months, Kyrie Irving has missed only three games, but the Celtics can't seem to find their rhythm without the superstar point guard. So, through the 43 games so far, Irving is shooting 47% from the field and 37% from three, and he's averaging 24 points per game, right? Okay. In those three games that Irving didn't play, the Celtics are 1-2. and two. They beat the Raptors on November 12th, 95-94. to 94. They're lucky they even pulled out one out because DeRozan missed two shots in the final, I don't know, 20 seconds, and they lost. Then they lost, or they beat the Raptors. The, the Raptors lost. You get the idea. Then we lost to the Bulls, 108-85 to 85 in December, and then we just lost to Philly, 89-80. to 80. In Boston last night. So, some quick maths for you. As of right now, the Celtics are averaging 102.7 points per game on offense. But, when the, Celtic, when the Celtics are playing without Kyrie Irving, the Celtics score on average 16 less points per game, and they've lost by an average of 16 points. Hmm. So that's a wash. Now, if we add in Kyrie Irving's 24 points per game, average, shouldn't we have won those games? Because 
when the Celtics don't have Kyrie, they underperform, and they fail to score consistently. They suck. It's terrible. It's not good. And the their field goal percentage as a team drops drastically, and so doesn't their percentage from three. So there's someone needs to step up. That's what that's what I'm alluding to here. Someone needs to step up. Because you, you have a guy like Al Horford, Jalen Brown, and Rozier. They step up in some of those games. But then in their losses, that's what's in their wins, but then in their losses, you have guys like Jason Tatum, Aaron Baines, and then Rozier again. They all go out to lunch. They're out to dinner. They suck. They don't do anything. So who's going to be the guy that takes control of the team and steps up and makes plays? Last night, Al Horford, he had one rebound through the first three quarters. That's pathetic. And the Celtics didn't attempt their first free throws until the same time, about the same time, third quarter. It was like, I don't know, nine minutes to play, somewhere in that ballpark, give or take. Unbelievable. Without Kyrie, they suck. So forget Gordon Hayward, because he's not even in the picture. The Celtics need Kyrie Irving on the court, on the floor. And Morris took a nice shot from Tice in the face. I think it was last night, too. Brutal. So bad. Looked like it hurt. Drew a little blood. He came back, though. Wasn't bad. And then these guys, these bigs, every time the Celtics go against the big, they can't find a way to shut down the big boys. I'll put it that way. Joel Embiid goes off for a double-double. Anthony Davis goes off for a double-double. That dude killed it. What he, he put up uh, almost 40 points. Ridiculous. And he almost single-handedly out-rebounded the Celtics. The Celtics should trade for Anthony Davis. Stephen A. Smith brought this up. He said, give him Horford. I'm on board with that. But then he said Tatum. I'm like, ooh, I don't know about Tatum. I was a big Jalen Brown supporter, but I'd rather give up Jalen Brown over Tatum. But that's just me. I feel like Tatum has a higher ceiling. But regardless, we could use a big like him in the paint. The guy can score, and he can consistently grab rebounds, something the Celtics still can't do. And Al Horford, out of anybody on the roster, should be able to do that. But I would totally include him in the trade because that would help make the money work to bring in a guy like Anthony Davis. Let's go. Let's get after it, Celtics. Go make a deal for that stud because the Celtics sure as hell could use one. I got to move it along here quick, too. Got to keep the show moving. Got to get quick thoughts in. So this week, I got to give away a Slam Slew Bang of the Week award, just like I always do. So this week's Slammin' Slew Bang of the Week award winner is Miss Grace Potter. Who is she, you ask? She's from Waitsfield, Vermont. Born and raised out there, educated out there. She's an American singer, songwriter, and she plays a ton of instruments. She's an actress. You might know her from Grace Potter in the Nocturnals. Uh, she's been on a ton of ton of different uh, tracks and shows and all that other happy horse crap. She appeared on an episode of One Tree Hill for all the uh, 
all the One Tree Hill fans out there. You might actually remember her, too, from performing the national anthem at the uh, Super Bowl champion New England Patriots home opener in 2015. Yup, she was there. She did. She collabed with uh, Kenny Chesney on You and Tequila. Everyone knows that song, You and Tequila Make Me Crazy. Yeah, it's not really how it goes, but who cares? She was nominated for a Grammy for that song for Best Country Duo slash Group Performance. And in 2012, I thought this was kind of cool. She joined up with the Flaming Lips in Oxford, Mississippi, in an attempt to break the Guinness World Record for most concerts played in multiple cities in a 24-hour period. Hmm. It's kind of cool. So what kind of cities, though? Are we talking like major cities, little cities? Like, Framingham just got turned into a city. So would that be considered part of the Guinness Book of World Records? Like, do I go play in Boston and then play in Brighton and then just make my way? Will that work? Can we get into the Guinness Book of World Records? Maybe Bird and I can We'll put on a two-man show. We'll, we'll go shoot for that record. She's been nominated for multiple awards from Grammys to the Academy of Country Music to CMT Music to the Country Music Association. She, she's been nominated for everything along those lines. You might be familiar with the voice. You definitely do uh, if you're a Kenny Chesney fan. She's engaged to a record producer. They have a baby named Sagan together. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And, uh, yeah, she looks real good for her age of, uh, God, how old is she? I don't even remember. No, she's 34. She looks good. She's pretty hot, especially for, like, a, a, a country rock chick. You got to check her out if you're not familiar with her. But anyways, the phones are lighting up right now. Franklin, are you going to pick up that damn phone or what, dude? Come on. Answer the phone. Put up, put up that phone. Quick, let's go. I think this is Bird. Uh-oh, we got some breaking news here on the Dude and Bird Show. Bird has officially joined us on the Just for Food phone line. What's up? Yo, yo, Bird, what you doing, dude? Dude, I've been moving all day. My buddy's moving to Haverhill. I'm in Methuen now. I'm in my nephew's room with Captain America and Wolverine stuff all over the place. I'll, sh- I'll take a picture of it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you must be in your glory then. Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. kind of jealous. Never Are you? Are you playing with, like, all the action figures and stuff? He doesn't really have action figures. He's got, like, a Captain America pillow. He has a Captain America shield. Here, I'll, I'll... Oh, wow. It's, like, hanging on his wall. He's got Spider-Man. I'll, I'll take a picture and put on the Dude and Bird Show Twitter account. And I'm drinking some Hawaiian beer because I'm done for the day moving. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Were those free on the house for helping? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what's Maui. up. Nice. Maui bro. Huh? All right, what's called Maui Brewing Company. It's pretty good beer. It's a double IPA. Is that is that a local beer? No, it's Hawaiian. Straight up from Hawaii, like. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Where'd you get that? Oh, he was in the fridge. Oh. He just got local store. Oh, nice. Hmm. I guess give that a try, people. <laughs> if you're looking for a new beer to try, birds Very all long. over it. That's all right. Yeah. Hmm? Is right, it so worth it? All right, the what? pat. We we got the Patriots pat down here. Okay. Well, first off, before we move on to Jacksonville, that Titans game, dude, what a blowout. Oh, I loved it. Unbelievable. We both covered. We both covered the spread, and we both hit the over. Great bet. Mm-hmm. Great bet. Yes, we did. Awesome. And great. The, the thing was, as we talked about, was you got to contain the run. 
and Henry only had 28 yards on 12 carries. Hell, Mariota had more yards on four carries with 37. That's all you got? I thought he had more than 37 yards. Honestly, because he was running all over the place for a little bit, and then the supposed uh, thigh injury, and I was like, all right, stop it. That nonsense. Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, what are we at here? Ooh, ooh. I'm pulling. I'm pulling up the numbers for this week. I already. Uh-huh. I got them now. I'll. I'll dive into them after. But that game, though, Malcolm Butler, was was he just out to lunch that whole game? Oh, why? I think. He, I do. There's no way you're gonna stop that catch. But he didn't even like bump him or anything. He just let him go in the back of end zone and he made that unbelievable catch. That first touchdown. This is sick. The one in the grab was. Yeah, the first one was good. I give him credit for that one. But the second one, come oh, no, on, man. Been, that should have never happened. No, two tu- that's the only touchdowns Corey Davis had all season with those two against uh, Malcolm Toasted Butler. <laughs> it's inexcusable. It oh, really is. Yeah, and sure, their receiving core kind of sucks. You stuck Gilmore normally on, on Decker, but come on. You're way better than that. And that's not going to work out this week here, depending on whoever he gets. Westbrook, maybe? You're going to put him on Dede, Didi, whatever the hell you want to call him? Or Lee, maybe? Yeah. He's got to step up his game for this matchup, especially this one. And yeah, because he, he's been playing inexcusable all season long. He's been very underachieving this year, I, I believe. Oh, totally. And I, think, and I think the rest of the Patriots nation agrees with me more. I mean, he's, he's not full throttle, and he better pick it up this week because – I'm not taking the Jacksonville Jaguars lightly at all. I know everyone else is, but I'm not. No, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm not either to to an extent. Only only because I think we're going to smoke them just because the Jaguars haven't played all too well over the last few games, right? right. So they gave up 42 oh. points against the Steelers. Then they beat the Bills to get to that game, 10-3. to they lost to the Titans 15 to 10 and then they lost to the Titans earlier in the season 37 to 16 and then they lost to the 49 is 44 to 33. So they're giving up a crap bag uh, uh, a crap bag amount of points. I'm not going to give them an excuse but that Titans I mean that Jaguars Niners game that was the last week of the season but still no excuse. All 11 other players should have been playing till full tilt. I mean, no excuse for that. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be a lower-scoring game than that, but Jimmy Garoppolo went off that day, and Jacksonville was at, like, half speed, basically. Well, that was that was the Jags' second-to-last game because the last one was against the Titans there. Oh, okay, my fault, my fault. No, no, I, that's I knew not good. Yeah, but it's it's going to come down. I, I You know me, I looked at all the matchups here. Uh-huh. Defensively, the Jags, they're number two in points against they're number two in yards per game allowed. They're number one in passing yards allowed per game, but yet wow. they're number twenty-one in the rush. And oh yeah, Deion Lewis and those guys should be having a freaking field day. Exactly. Use the run to set up the pass and the play action. Get and those. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Get go those ahead. guys moving. Keep them moving. That's what. That's how you're going to be able to pick apart that defense. And the other thing is, like, if you watch the Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game, there were so many flaws in that defense. They were in, like, cover two, 
and the safety's just like jogging over, and Brian just beat him deep. And I mean, Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. You, there's nothing you can do about that. No. Nope. There's a lot of times they're in cover two and they're getting beat deep, and I'm like, what are goal? But all these, we're gonna pass the ball. All these guys. I know, and then they gave up what two two touchdowns on fourth down. Like, what is that? That's garbage. That shouldn't have happened. I mean, Pittsburgh kicked themselves in the foot. I mean, who runs a friggin' pitch play on fourth and one with the best running back in the league? Either you'd run an ISO up the middle, or you do a play action to one of the tight ends or running backs or wide receivers. That's on Pittsburgh. Yep. Let me start with. <laughs> no, sure. That was, that was Pittsburgh's game to win too, and they blew it. I was Absolutely. totally rooting for that matchup, too. But I'll take the Jags coming in here. Did you hear uh, Drew Bledsoe is going to be one of the honorary captains? Oh, yeah. He was there um, in 1996, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He just posted He posted a picture on Instagram of uh, the shirt from that game. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But I, I, was, I was like, all right, we got Drew coming in. It's like, well, if Brady's not going to be able to go – we have Hoya on the start, and then I guess Bledsoe can play backup. <laughs> he's a third string. <laughs> yeah, but he's third stringer. He can go upstairs and just sign a quick uh, one-day contract so he can come down and play. Carry us to glory again. But essentially, the defense is just going to come down to, can we run and set up the pass? And then offensively, they don't scare me at all. The running game's pretty solid. That's it. That's it. They're number I mean, well, one in the in the league in rushing yards per game with 141. Passing the middle of the pack, and then points per game and yards per game, they're five and six respectively. Yep. And we know how our how our defense is. We already know, but this is our chance for our defense to step up and make Blake Bortles look like the real Blake Bortles. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. We'll, we'll be our pass rush against the. Our, our, oh, I'm sorry, my buddy just put an ice cube down the back of my pants. <laughs> nah, you got you got cold buck rag. Yeah, I do. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was like running away from him. <laughs> Hold on, you asshole. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not worried about Blake Bortles. If we can keep him contained, we have a nice steady rush from the linebackers, and the front fours would be dominant against them. So I'm really not afraid of the Jacksonville line at all. No. So according to Sportsline, right now the over-under, Pats are at a minus seven. But it opened at a minus eight and a half. And it's it's been getting pushed down because of the whole Brady injury. And then the over-under opened at a 47, and currently it's at a 45. That's not much. No. Here's the thing with Brady. I heard it was stitches on his knuckle, on his thumb. Yep. And I'm—I mean, if he didn't practice yesterday and he just limited today, I'm not—I'm not too concerned about it, honestly. I know he takes practice seriously and he brags about the reps and more reps, 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 reps. But I'm not too concerned about it. He'll—I he, mean, he's going to probably be watching film instead. Oh, definitely. Like stretching exercises to be ready for the championship game. Uh, he should be. He'll be locked and loaded and ready to go. That's for sure. I'm. I'm not concerned about Tom Brady. And we're gonna outcoach them. And all my friends were like, "But well, Tom Coughlin's there." I'm like, "What the f does that have to do with anything?" He's not coaching. Yeah, is the head coach to get some advice from him? Sure, but I'm not. It's like night and day because it's like a different. 
It's you know, Doug Marone. Huh? It's Doug Marone. He sucks. <laughs> Who can trust him? Really? You can't trust him as a coach? No. Oh. And they the re- they released the injury report a little while ago. They uh, had uh these guys are all questionable. Tom Brady. Uh, well, hey, but you know what? Tom Brady's been questionable questionable since 2001 with the shoulder. Yeah, I know. Seriously, it's like it's like almost 200 weeks he's been on the injury report total. He's approaching that. Next season he'll probably hit that number. But it's him, uh, Ladradian Waddle, Alan Branch, Rex Burkhead, and Mike Gilsley. So, we, wow, we don't have both of those guys? They're listed as questionable. Burkhead, the- chances are Burkhead's going to play. And um, I think Branch, too. But I haven't heard anything about Gilsley. He's been talking about returning for how long now? Since, like, week eight. <laughs> yeah, and what, what a waste of money. We don't even really need him. To be honest, no, because I mean, Deion Lewis. I'm comfortable with Deion Lewis and White in the back. And if, Bol- if Bolden has to come in for a, a play or two, I have no issue with that either. No, no, and they those four those four running backs did great last week. Yeah, they combined for I don't know over a hundred yards, just over, just over a hundred yards, about and two touchdowns. Just, the only thing I was concerned about, and Jim Murray brought up on his show last Saturday. I think he said either White or Lewis was twenty for twenty-seven on third down, and wow. during the game, and during the game, I think White or Deion Lewis dropped the ball at least two or three times on third down. I mean, the game didn't. I mean, maybe one or two plays, the game mattered at the time. But after that, I think they did it like a three or four more times, and he dropped it. I, I gotta find out the numbers, but I think he was like three for six or three for seven on third down at one point during the Jacksonville. I mean, um, the Tennessee game. I just found it astonishing because I'm like, why did Jim Murray say that? We're 20 for 27, and then this happens, and like he legit dropped the ball. I saw it like two or three times on third down. I was like, oh, you jinxed him a little bit. Like, why did you pick up the sack? <laughs> yeah, but that was big to bring up because for a stretch there, towards the tail end of the season, they were sucking on third down. Oh, oh yeah, like second half of the season. Like, I agree, they were, they have been on third down. Like, even the Miami game, I was just pissed poor effort all around. Brutal. Oh. We got Bird on the Just for Food phone line here on the Dude and Bird show. He's out in Haverhill. Well, uh, now you're in Meth Town, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the over under was seven. You taking, you taking, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. The spread. Patriots seven. You going to take that? Yes. Okay. Me too. Me too. Definitely. And, uh, uh yeah. Let me guess. You're gonna take the over as well. Uh, my buddy said 31-20. My other buddy said like 35-17. I'll I'll go with the over because yeah. I can see because I can see their defense last. Here's the other thing: Jacksonville's defense last week they were on defense for like 60, 70 plays. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a, and be, I think they'll be a little fatigued. I mean, they'll be ready to go, but you, if they if we get the ball early and just drive like ten nine plays down the field, they're gonna be gassed before you know it, and we're just gonna throw and run the ball all over them. Exactly, controlling of the clock. That's gonna be a huge element of this game for both and teams. On, and don't sleep on special teams either. No, no. Yeah, this is the week for a big special teams play. You got that right. 
So we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited. I can't wait. But here's my sucky situation. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready? For- so my baptism for my nephew got changed. Guess what time? Oh, <laughs> like, no. 2 p.m. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, why did the church change it? It's like, I don't know. I don't have any control over it. I'm like, what are they thinking? Why are they? Three. <laughs> what? Why is it so late? Normally, don't they do it in the morning after Mass? Yeah, like 11 noonish. I'm like, yeah. I two p.m. Like this is bull. Oh wow! Like, don't worry. It's it's uh, it's it's your nephew and two other babies. I'm like, if that priest goes on about some stupid story in the Bible, it's not stupid. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Certain Bible verse and stuff. I'm like, I'm not saying. I'm like, listen, I Jesus played at three. You need to cut it short and dunk the babies and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Let's hey, get it over go. and done with. We got a Pats game to go watch. Exactly. Let's go. Move it or lose it. Before you uh, hit the bricks here, who uh, this Minnesota Philly game, huh? How about that? I, how about the ending of the Minnesota game itself? Before oh, we go on to game, the conference, that game was so much fun to watch. I almost cooked the channel after um, the Saints hit that field goal, but I left it on. I just like you know, I just watched the rest of it. Why not? Yeah. And my God, so happy I did watch that game through and through because it was just amazing. I couldn't believe how Williams just went low like that. Oh. And Diggs just took it to the house. I'm like, is this real life right now? Like, I wish you saw my face. My jaw was legit to the ground. Tongue rolled out. Like, that really just happened. It was so bad. Such a bad play on the ball. And Diggs was just out. He's just like, yo, I'll see you later, bro. Touchdown. And it was so unnecessary to kick that extra point. Like, the clock hit zero. He scored a touchdown. Like, knock it off. Yeah. Or they just take a knee anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, they need to – the whole thing is, is they need to fix the rule because – in the regular season, they have to kick the extra point because of tiebreakers and point differential and all that. But it's the playoffs now, so that stuff don't matter. No, it doesn't. So hopefully no. over the offseason, they'll go in and they'll fix that rule because that it was funny, dude. You see the punter just, like, hanging out, just chilling, like, waiting. He's just like, yeah, man. They send out the trainer. They send out the, the team PR guy. Everyone's just getting lined up at the the, the line of scrimmage there just for a snap. You kidding me? No. This, it was absolutely ridiculous. Because basically by that point, everyone's on the field celebrating. You hear the freaking Vikings horn going off. Like people in the fans are just clapping, doing that uh, Viking clap thing. It was, it was legit fun. And then it's like, oh, no, no fun time. Let's go. Let's do the right, correct and right thing. It's like, no, come on. Knock it off. Oh, it was so funny. That's- they had to like kick everybody off the field and make space. It's like, why are you wasting all our time right now, dudes? Come on. So unnecessary. Pound sand. But this is going to be that. This should be a hell of a game. Minnesota, Philly. I like Philly. I don't know why. Yeah? I like. I want to see Philly do it. They, well, their defense has been playing really well. We know Nick Foles is he's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, he sucks. He sucks." I'm like, "He's decent. If he has great talent around him, he'll get, he'll get that talent to the next level." And he's doing a good job so far. I mean, no, it's just one game. Yeah, we'll see what happens. In the game. Oh, but I'm, and I'm not sleep on Minnesota either. They're gonna bring it, so I think that'll be a close game. Yeah, that one should be a low scorer, wouldn't you think? I would. I would say like maybe 23-20 or 23-17 or something like that. That should be like a 29-24 type of deal, like last week. Yeah, this. the gates hot and just blow them out. We'll see. Wow, they got they have this one at uh, 
It opened at Minnesota at um, a minus three and a half. Now it's at a minus three. And the over-under opened at a 38, and now it's at a 38 and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm going under with that. Yeah. People people I mean, must have been hitting it because they lifted it up a little bit here. I mean, plus Philly has so many running backs. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if, like, if we – I don't want to jump ahead yet, but I'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Like, they should be just – they should – Eagles should just run all over Minnesota. But the defensive front seven is pretty good. Vegas must know something because it's Minnesota at Philly. So Philly should be already a three-point favorite. But yet, they're a three-point dog. So that's a six-point swing. So that means... <laughs> that means that they people really... That Vegas thinks that Minnesota... Should pull the upset? Yeah, they should knock off the Eagles for whatever whatever reason that may be. So in that in that sense, I'd be tempted to take the Eagles if I was a batting man. I'm sure people will. Oh yeah, no, definitely they must be because the 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 line's getting pushed down. So, but on that one, um, they're definitely going to go under. What's it, thirty eight and a half? It should be under that one. I'll write these ones down too, Bird. Why not? What do you say? Seventeen. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, the under and the Eagles. But Philly's got so many so much talent running back. The wide receivers are all right. The tight ends okay. Nothing too special. I love I love Kyle Rudolph. Oh yeah, I can see him getting a touchdown. Oh, dude, time. he's good for like a touchdown a game, really. Or at least yeah. he was this past season in fantasy. Yeah. But this is the playoffs. The playoffs. Hopefully hopefully Keenan doesn't crap his pants in Philly. I mean, that crowd would be wild. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. What's it? The the garbage picking, field goal kicking, whatever the heck his name is. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They just had the – have you seen the NFL Fanatics TV show that they have on USA after Monday Night Raw? Oh, yeah, where they have that Australian dude going to each city picking an NFL team because he doesn't have an NFL team yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Scotland. Oh, Scotland. I yeah. Was, oh, have you watched any it, of that? No, is it good? Oh, dude, it's wicked good. They just had the Eagles one on there the other day. That's what made me think of it. What did they have the um, Scottish guy do in Philly? Anything crazy? Were, were they just, like, crazy or nuts? Yeah, yeah, they're just... He goes around, goes to the stadiums, gets, like, special access, chats with the players. He goes oh, and cool. tailgates, and then he gets oh, to go to a game. It's sick, dude. It's like something any fan of a team would want to do is what this guy's doing. He's, like, living the dream. That mother effer. And if they really <laughs> wanted to step the show up, they would bring – they'd pick a fan to, like, roll with them through the whole experience. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, like a local celebrity for that team. Yeah. Like he'll he'll meet up with a with a old school player and everything like that. Like when they did um, the Packers, he met up with I forget the guy's name, but he's the one that invented the Lambo leap. And he met up with him and he taught him how to do the Lambo leap. That's hilarious. Which was kind of cool. Like, it's, how did this guy get this gig, dude? I don't know. He must have emailed the NFL saying, "Hey, I'm moving to America. I need to pick an NFL team. What do you got?" And they probably came back with, we have a TV show for you, buddy. Sign here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like that. Went, put it down. 
That's so good. So before you hit the bricks, or before we hit the bricks here, you want to uh, throw someone in the birdcage? All right, so earlier this month, I read an article saying that the state of Oregon has to pump their own gas. It's like, I don't know if it's a law, but they can, like, I don't know, I forget all the details, but long story short, they have to pump their own gas now. <laughs> so there's no more sell, There's no more full-service gas in Oregon? Ne- yes. Okay. Exactly. And, oh, my God, I read this article, and people in Oregon were like, this is bull. I'm 70 years old. I should have to pump my own gas. I'm like, all right, I'll give you that. And then there's some, like, 20- and 30-year-olds, I'm not going out to pump my gas. Oh, you know what? I'm like, wow. I'm throwing everybody in the birdcage who doesn't want to pump their own gas in Oregon. Like, seriously, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the rain. World. I mean, you have hot winters, like, up here in New England in Pennsylvania and Cleveland and stuff, okay? You're the great Northwest. It's really cold up in Oregon. And that, people lost jobs, too, over that. That sucks. Yeah. Now all the jabronis can't get a job pumping gas. (laughs) I used to pump gas back in high school. Not not a bad gig. Oh. No. So. But, like, like, it's just, like, you, you sound like a bunch of, Self-righteous hippie babies. It's like, really? You don't know how to pump your own gas? I saw some pictures. I don't know if they're fake or not, but I was dying laughing at some of them. Because <laughs> they were they were struggling to do it. Oh yeah, I was dying, dude. <laughs> like I was just like, this is this can't be serious. And then my buddy's like, oh dude, it's serious like that over there. You have to watch that show Portlandia because it's all they do is make fun of people, make fun of people from the Portland, Oregon area. I'm like really? I'm like so, I watched a few seasons of it. I'm like, all right, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> if you get a chance to watch Portlandia, watch it. I'm on season four right now. It's, it's funny the first couple of seasons. Like I'm on season four right now. It's like eh, all right, you know, you know what I mean. Like like some parts are funny, and then the rest of the time I'm just looking at my phone because I just don't care what's going on. <laughs> yeah, what, what is that on Netflix? Uh, yes, it is on Netflix, and it's on IFC. I, I just found out the last season this year, and and the new season, season eight starts in like a week or two. I was like, oh okay, it's a good time to stop that. So I'm almost done with it. Huh. Might have to peep that one if I find some time. Yeah, my my buddy who told me to watch it, like, dude, you have to watch it high. I'm like, all right, that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good plan right there, dude. Yeah, because there's like several episodes where I'm like crying laughing. I'm like, wow, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Other than that, like I said earlier, it's just like, eh, all right, whatever. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so the people of Oregon are going on the birdcage so they learn how to freaking pump their own gas. Like seriously, like it's so asinine that I even have to say that. Like, that's, how do I even say this? Like, everyone should know how to pump their own gas. Is what I'm going with this. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's not hot. No, that's something going, they probably teach you in driver's ed. Yeah, even before driver's ed, I remember my father going, "Go pump my gas." Oh yeah, all the time. I don't care if it's negative ten degrees. Go pump the gas for me. All that's right. right. <laughs> That's right, and yeah. I'm not giving you any money for candy bars either when you go in to pay, so shut up and get exactly. go pump the gas. Put tenant number two and go, all right? Yeah, that's right. And back then, gas was like 97 cents a gallon. By my senior year, it was like $1.50. Yeah. It was cheap. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, it's like $3. It's like, come no, on. It's not, not bad now. It's like two twenty seven, twenty nine now, I think, or two forty nine. Yeah, it's yeah. Between- 
249 and 269 right now, so it's not that bad. Yeah, it's like but 243 near my house or something like that the last time I paid. I got the Shell uh, gas card thing. Like, every four times, it's like 20 cents off. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> huh, I guess that's not bad if you got one near your house. No, because the gas there was like 249 and then it's like, you get 20 cents off. I'm like, whoa! And 20 bucks fills it up. I'm like, that's amazing. Damn, good deal. Isn't it sad I get excited for that crap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's really pathetic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, people so good. For occasions, they learn to figure out how to do their own goddamn gas. Oh, here comes my nephew. Hey, buddy. Want to say hi to the dude? Say hi, dude. Why not? Uncle Bud's doing a podcast. What are you doing? Don't get naked. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Put on your shirt, dude. What are you doing? Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, okay, he's wearing a Gronk jersey. He's pumped for the. Oh, nice. Thing. Little Single Gronk. Pass. Yep. Single pass. Come on, single pass. Come here. Top Santa. And he's just taking off. Yep. See you later, <laughs> Uncle Bird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm out. Oh, man. <laughs> Good times. Well, thank you for joining us on the Just for Food phone line there, Bird, from Meth Town. Oh, wow. It's always, it's always a good time. Pat's coming up. Big game here. Everyone's going to be getting loud. Yeah. I'm just pissed the Celtics lost twice in a row. Yeah? Brutal. Yeah. So bad. Stinking up the joint. And the Bruins are just are on fire, man. I love it. They haven't lost a game in like five weeks. Bergeron's playing incredible, dude. I think they're like fourteen and four or thirteen and five or whatever. It is. I don't have it in front of me, but it's just amazing how well the Bruins are playing right now. Up, oh, they're gonna make the playoffs. I told you. I told you since day one. You had zero faith at the beginning. Now you bought in. Yep, I'm in. I'm all in, man. All my chips are on the table. I'm all in. And the seven points behind the. I think as of yesterday, I think the seven points behind the uh, Lightning. And I said I don't think they're gonna catch up to them, and I might be wrong with that. They're sniffing. They're right oh, there. Yeah. They're not far behind, and they have a few games in hand, so anything's possible coming down the stretch. I'm just happy to beat Montreal. That's all I'm happy about. Oh, yeah. Great wins. Claude Julian sucks. That's why we fired him. They should have fired him years ago. We had this conversation, I think, after the season. Yep. After season back in April or May or whatever it was. I'm just happy the Bruins are doing well, and they're legit contenders this year. So good. <laughs> All right. Yep. So, before as as we hit the bricks here on the Dude and Bird Show, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode that we we had here. Thanks for hanging out with us on the fly. Franklin showed up, helped us get the phones working and everything. Good. Potted Bird up. Everything went well. So make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude and Bird Show. Like us on Facebook. Uh, rate and subscribe us and review us and all that other stuff on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and everything. You already know all the mediums. All you can do is just Google the Dude and Bird Show. We'll pop right up. It's that easy. It's easy peasy. Yep. I'm going to take a picture of me in my nephew's room with all the Captain America crap going on in the beer. <laughs> Sick. Make sure you uh, you tweet that thing out. And right when we're done. Yeah. All right, everybody. So enjoy the Patriots game. Go Pats. Hopefully the yeah. next time we, we talk and hang out, we'll be going to the Super Bowl. We'll be getting ready from, to head to Minnesota, even though it's not us, but that's okay. We'll just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 
we'll just we'll just hang out. We'll just we'll crank the AC in the studio, so it'll be like blistering cold, like we're there, and we'll just record the show. It'll be like real life. I'm down for that. Sick. All right, everybody. So until next time, get loud, Boston. Later.